and I have a very special guest, uh, a British guest, uh, an amazing woman named S. And uh, S, say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so to start you off a bit, I'll tell yeah. us your age. I am 27. Okay, where live, are you from? live in London. Mm-hmm. Originally from the Midlands. No one in New York will know what that means. <laughs> we know. I'm also so aware I'm British compared to you right now. I'm so aware of my accent. You know how I <laughs> now felt it's been for recorded. the last four years. I feel your pain now. Yeah. yeah. Now I know that it's being forever recorded. I'm very aware. <laughs> and are you single? No, I have a boyfriend of three years now. Nice. We live together and we have a cat. Congratulations. So pretty serious. I've not seen the cat yet, even though we are She's in real. flat. She's probably going to come out and start making loads of noise now. But just, <laughs> just to fuck with you. I can speak for the boyfriend. He's lovely. He is lovely. He is lovely. Yes, he's nice. So in this episode, we'll be talking about a lot of different things. Mostly feminism and mostly horrible dating experiences. Because who doesn't want <laughs> to hear doesn't about that? <laughs> and I know we've both got a lot to share. Yes. They go hand in hand. So, uh, first question, are you a feminist? I am, yes. Same. There's Great. N- that was <laughs> easy. <laughs> and, okay, uh, I want to speak a little bit on this because I come across a lot of women who don't self-identify as feminist. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do, you know, in that situation? Do so, you, like, educate? Do you, yeah, like, yeah. try to debate them? So, I was thinking about this earlier because uh, I... I don't want to say I've not always been a feminist, but I think I've not always called myself a feminist, which is probably like crazy for you to think yeah. because I think I've always been quite staunchly feminist, as yeah. you know me. But I think everyone has the right to come to feminism and to learn about it and to decide if it's for them. Like, basically, no one comes out the womb of feminists like right. everyone has that like teenage period like that for me mm-hmm. I was young and there was that real stigma attached to the word feminist and feminism and it meant man hater right. and it meant lesbian like literally these like stupid things that were associated with it so I didn't call myself a feminist for so so long because of that right but I had feminist attitudes so it was just taking that moment to kind of that stigma still exists yeah, as well. Definitely. So it's just more of what you don't care anymore. Basically. Then yeah. I just hit a point where I was like, well, if doing these things makes me feminist, then yeah, I'm a feminist. Yeah. And how can I call myself feminist if I'm still, still so scared to associate with something that is inherently feminine? Right. Like, that's an anti-feminist act, I no, think. that's true. So I just kind of gave up. But I think I'm quite... Am I forgiving? <laughs> I want to say I'm forgiving of women. I think it depends on the age. Really? Yeah. Age for you? Like, if someone's really young, I'm like, fair play. Yeah. You have time. You're going to grow into this. That's cool. But if yeah. I meet, like, a 30-year-old that's like, no, I'd never call myself a feminist. I'm like, why do you hate yourself? Why do, yeah. I, why, why do you hate yourself so much? And it's true. And it's like, I, I, I retweeted something recently, which was about um, this writer. I think her name's Caitlin Morin. And yes, she's yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, um, she's, she's a really good writer. Very, very and famous. She, even feminist. if you're not a feminist, you're still living in a feminist world where yes. you can walk down the street safely and where because you can go to a shop and you can go yeah. you, without a guy, you know, like 
uh, I don't know, assisting you, yeah. chaperoning you places. You can still make make your own choices. Yeah. Um, so even if you're not a feminist, you're living the feminist. I yeah. Guess, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Rain. Well, it's that it's that Amy Poehler quote about like, oh, I'd never say I'm a driver, but I love my car and it gets me everywhere, and I couldn't live without it. Like that's yeah. that's the feminist thing. Like yeah. I'd never call myself a feminist, but I also am gonna benefit from everything feminism has done for me. Like, yeah. I just don't see the point in denying yourself that I just don't get it my, really my favorite argument is like I'm not a feminist I'm equalist I'm an equal I'm a humanitarian oh, like, that's a different I, thing I, 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 I think I missed the sign up for the equalist party that makes me crazy because um, so that's what I'm saying about the whole that it felt an anti-feminist to deny myself that title because part of it is language for me feminism Mm -hmm. is language it's kind of making people aware of gendered language and how language is used to oppress and whatever and part of that is you know inherently feminine qualities are seen as negative and masculine is seen as good so like strength bravery power that's all masculine um, emotional vulnerability yeah. that's all feminine and that's sometimes seen as negative so if you take the title feminism and you go no we can't use this because it's not inclusive enough we need to call it something else what you're saying is feminine is bad right and that undoes all the work that's gone into feminism so that's why i think it's really important to keep that title and that's why humanist doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. It's not the same history. There was yeah. no first wave or second yeah, wave exactly. of equalist, you know? There and was like, a first wave of feminist and there was a second wave of feminism. If we changed the title and called it humanist, you would literally be agreeing with everyone that said feminine is bad because right. you're saying we can't call ourselves feminist because right. it's too it's it's too narrow. We yeah. can't I get, call ourselves I get why that. I think it's only about women, but it really is. But it's isn't. not. It's so not. Yeah. It, it benefits men just as much as it does women. Yeah, of course. And it makes it makes guys think, oh, I can feel this way. I can yeah. be sensitive. I can, I can be cry. emotional. I can be vulnerable. Yeah, I can do the arts. Like, even, yeah. like, career-wise, yeah. you know, I think yeah. a lot of men and I can, can learn. I can stay at home with the kids if I want to. Yeah. I don't have to be the breadwinner. It takes pressure off. It does. And it's so important to men's mental health yeah that this that feminism is really embraced i think it's true so in dating mm-hmm. um i find most guys are okay i kind of like slip it in there when i'm a feminist like kind of matter of factly like you know yeah. like i live in new york i'm a feminist like you know and even then i mumbled yeah, it yeah, which yeah. i like hey you're you're what you're not <laughs> Okay. That I'm a humanist. No. Um, but I say it just like casually. No one really kind of stops and like talks. Like if you're a decent guy, no yeah. one really like stops me and like argues it. It's only when you're not a decent guy that they're like, okay, elaborate on That's that. That's a problem point. for me. Yeah. Right. Um, and I went on like a really bad date, which I live tweeted. <laughs> oh my God, that guy. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Yeah, where he was like very argumentative and very like, you know, anti-feminist. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, my mom's an engineer and like, she stays at home and feminists hate her. And I was like, no, that's feminist. Your mom's doing what she wants to do. Yeah. Who cares if she and, left her job? And that also like, hello, welcome to the world. There are other realities and points of view than your own. That's what gets me. Yeah. That's what makes me crazy. Like, well, I have this one experience. 
so therefore all of feminism is incorrect because of my one experience right oh it's not (sighs) at the time you said that reminded you of an ex-boyfriend yes so we want to elaborate on that yes so I oh god I dated a guy for a while and I shouldn't have because he was he was not nice um but he he was not feminist he was very much the kind of person that will play devil's advocate mm-hmm. to every point ever ever raised uh and he was a real kind of what about men like yeah. he had a real problem i think he felt really threatened by feminism right because i've just said that it benefits men and it does yeah. but also there is there is a there's a cut there does have to be they do lose a little bit of power if women are made equal and that's how it has to be sorry and good guys will get that and they'll be okay with it but uh i think he he found that really threatening uh and he would like shut down arguments because instead of being like so i would talk about you know street harassment say um and his kind of counter was that he had once been catcalled by a woman once. <laughs> so, so not there, all men. So therefore, <laughs> but not just that, it would be like, so therefore your point is invalid and this argument is now no longer allowed to continue because I have disproved everything with my one minor experience in comparison to my like lifetime right. lived experience. And I, I found that so baffling because it's like, okay, so then join the discussion because you have experienced something. I don't understand how your experience negates mine and stops it from existing. Like, it, it didn't make any sense yeah, to me that I wasn't allowed to have those arguments. I wasn't allowed to have that discussion because, well, it's not it's not real. It's in the same vein how guys say, you know, when, you know, there's, you know, there's men rape too. Yeah, you like, most I men get are raped that. By other men. <laughs> I men understand rape. that. That doesn't take away right. from all the women that have been raped. Exactly. Like, it, it's madness to me that because you know one person that that's happened to, that negates an entire groups like it doesn't make any sense it doesn't and it's kind of frustrating like you can't I tried to see this guy's point of view you know I even wrote down like books and documentaries that he should read if he was genuinely interested reason with an idiot right (laughs) you know what he did he like took the paper and like he like ripped it up and I was like, okay, cool. Like, you don't give a fuck about what I have to say. You don't yeah, want to learn. you don't want to learn. That's the difference. I think that's the difference. Like, if you're like, maybe you haven't come across it. Maybe all, every woman you've been with in your life or has dated, have been friends with, maybe they, they haven't been feminist and Which you don't I really know what really that means. Believe, but, yeah. <laughs> but it exists, yeah. you know? Um, and But you're open to, like, learning about yeah. it. Then that's different. Yeah. But there's a there's a point where you're like, okay, like, I don't want to learn. I just want to live my, like, life with my opinions without anyone else, which is toxic for anybody yeah really thinking that way but I think it's the same idea that he was probably in the way my ex was very threatened by the concept of it because I think average men are because they know it means yeah that they might lose out something yeah which is insane because I think I think it's so hot when you have like a strong woman you know yeah. I think that's what I've heard from guys too yeah, yeah, yeah. like someone who like you know takes charge a bit and not maybe not all the time but like a bit of both but I also think how miserable would it be to be with someone that has those kind of antiquated gendered ideas that like oh I can never pay for the meal like wouldn't if you were a guy wouldn't you get fed up with that yeah like 
yeah. I can never open. I can't believe. No, that's no, that's not even. Thing. I was gonna <laughs> say. I was gonna say. You can't even open an own door. But like, no, that's just manners. Like that's not. But that kind of no, to like be with like, someone that's yeah. that kind of. I just I find it. I don't know how someone could be with someone that has no independence it would make me crazy what would you say to someone who's like listening to this and they're like oh fuck that's my boyfriend <laughs> like what do you do leave him <laughs> um, I think I've ended up becoming quite sort of hardline because I had that experience where I was with someone who just could not meet me in the middle and wouldn't and refused to and what I learned eventually was I spend every day fighting this battle and it is it's so tiring sometimes to be a woman it can be really exhausting and I need to be able to come home and not have to have that argument Mm -hmm. and it got too much because it I just I was so tired I was so tired of having to convince someone that my lived experience was real that I wasn't lying because that's what they're basically saying when they're saying like gender inequality isn't real blah 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 the pay gap isn't real you're telling me that my own personal experiences are true and I'm giving you anecdotal evidence that it is right so you're essentially calling me a liar and it's exhausting and trying like, to convince you're them you're like defending yourself to yourself yeah you're like you're just, no that was real that happened that wasn't just a snub because I'm a human being yeah. or like maybe I did look at him the wrong way or yeah. whatever it's like it's no it's it's because uh what was my point because <laughs> yeah because because yeah. Gender, gender is real. real, and yeah. you don't. Want, yeah, the whole, whole point. You don't want to like. You're already second guessing yeah. yourself, and if this really did happen to you or not, um, and the fact that it did, and then you go home and you're like, wait, maybe, maybe I, you know, yeah, maybe it was yeah. me. Maybe that was a one off experience. Yeah. Maybe he would have done that to a guy or yeah. a man. Men. Yeah, all men. Yeah. Um, I have a. It's not written down, but I do have an interesting question. Oh, well, God. <laughs> so. Have you done, like, any dominatrix things? No. Really? I know. I give off that vibe, don't I? You do. I would love for you to, like, dominate me. No. I, no. Never. Oh, Pretty, come on. No, honestly. Have you watched Sherlock? Do you know uh, there's, like, a dominatrix in there? Wait, wait which one? Oh, Sherlock. Sherlock, the show. Anyway, she's oh, super with, um, hot. with Cumberbatch. Yeah. I yeah. She's got a great accent. Oh, I feel like it brings her a vibe. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Any interest? Or is it just like you're the opposite of what you are in person, where it's like, okay, I'm the dominant person, <laughs> so like, submit me? <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, nothing too extreme. I think I am quite hard in real life I think I'm not approachable potentially mm. so I but I find that really odd because I think I'm actually quite a soft daft ridiculous human being <laughs> so I think maybe it is I I have that real kind of armor that you put on every day to get through the day yeah. which makes yeah. me maybe seem a little cold or standoffish so at home in private I'm actually much softer and nicer and yeah and I I don't I'm yeah I'm quite I think I'm quite needy yeah (laughs) like I yeah I yeah I but no I feel the same too though um when I I was dating like my long-term boyfriend I was like I definitely put on the hard fashion Mm. bitch face right and then you get home and you're like thank you for sending me all the puppy videos today I cried at a dog video on YouTube like that's me really I just want to feel like you know like just you know small I want someone to just like be okay with that and I think by the time because you know I've been with my boyfriend for three years 
And we, there was experimentation and yeah. stuff and not that kind of like sub-dom stuff, but there was... Role play? Yeah, well, no, nothing that inventive. Just, yeah, that kind of tying blind, whatever. Go on fabric route. Yeah, well, obviously, it <laughs> trims everywhere. But um, I think you reach a point where you kind of find what's comfortable for you and... We're like, we're just happy being each other. There's no, there's no need for any kind of added element to it. He's just that good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when you find it, lock it down. Never going to let him listen to this. Um, uh, I have a second question. This is more like also an anecdote on my own life. So it's really hard for me to orgasm without a vibrator. Okay. Um, it happens often if I really try and put some effort into it, but sometimes I know the guy is gonna like, you know, come really quickly and I'm just like, okay, well that's not, not with, fair. Not with the risk. Yeah. So like why don't I just like do this to myself and like you can still be inside of me and you can still come. That's fine, you can have a great time. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's been and this is like a weird thing where guys again call themselves a feminist and then as soon as you get really freaked out by that yeah yeah vibrator they're like really really emasculated by it and it's like okay how do you introduce that like okayly and then like should they not be okay with it and is it emasculating or like i don't know i don't think it's emasculating i don't think it's emasculating especially i I mean we're talking about like a little little baby like a little bullet yeah so like you're not competing size-wise. No. Um, and I'm sure you think your junk is brilliant, but unless it's battery-powered, it just doesn't have the same function, right. unfortunately. It's technology. Um, and I think what it shows is a gap in knowledge because if a guy really kind of understands a woman, they'll know it's not It's not the same experience it's for women. That, yeah. It can be so much harder. And I think to kind of phrase it that way, to be like, this is just me. This is how it works. My ex had a real problem with the fact that I didn't squirt. That's strange. And he, it was weird. But he made me feel like crap about it. Because basically his argument because I said not every woman can do it and he was like no they can and then anytime we had sex and obviously that didn't happen he would then be kind of moody because he would be of the opinion that that was a reflection of his performance and it made me feel terrible because I felt like I had to overperform anytime we had sex to like counter his kind of ego and his insecurities Instead of just listening and accepting that every woman kind of functions a bit differently down there, yeah, he made it this issue, and it meant that I was like miserable. Or, I mean, orgasm is in the minority. Squirting is in the minority. Yeah, the minority. minority of the minority, exactly. Um, so I think if a guy gets kind of bent out of shape, they're just not listening. They're not. They're not realizing yeah. that this this is what works for me. And I do find it. Like and also an age thing because I feel like with yeah. younger guys, they probably haven't. This is probably the first time anyone's yeah. ever said that to, to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and there was this not. one guy I was dating who, like, I asked. I was like, "Oh yeah, can I, you know, use my vibrator?" And he was like, "Well, no woman's ever asked me that before. No one's ever needed that before." And I was like, "Just because they haven't asked you doesn't mean they didn't need it." Yeah. Like also yes. on the same note, like stop faking orgasm with. Yes. So this was the point I was going to make. I think we are as much. Not to blame, but I think we have, because we're told very, very young that men's 
pleasure is more important and also we're told very very young that men's egos are very important and they and they're very fragile and they're also like that's the end of sex as well it's like you come and then that's it and then that's it right and so that kind of mixture of like i don't want to piss them off and i like them and i don't want to upset them and i don't want them to feel like they're not doing a good job because they are but it's just not that simple for me i think means many many women don't have that sexual freedom because you hit a point I think being 27 and therefore being a dinosaur (laughs) you do eventually hit a point where you just think oh fuck this like I keep I just need to like come like I just need like fuck it I just don't care like sorry ego aside this has to happen so you start to communicate with your partner a bit better and my boyfriend was talking about this actually because he was saying we were talking about the whole um, Aziz Ansari thing mm-hmm. and that oh, kind yeah. of sexual inequality and how that's so prevalent when you're younger and I'd been quite hard on him because all of this stuff was coming out about men and I was like can you honestly tell me that you have never made a woman feel uncomfortable or you've never you know told a friend off who's made a woman feel uncomfortable like blah 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 and he's always said yes obviously which but then this is his Ansari thing came out and he was like actually I cannot tell you wholeheartedly that I haven't done that to a woman I haven't been that person that hasn't read the signs properly that hasn't paid attention that hasn't cared about their pleasure because I was fixated on my pleasure because that's what you're taught when you're younger the difference is I grew out of it and that's something you expect but what he said was because he'd been in relationships and he'd reached that kind of sexual maturity and he'd been with women who had been open with him and said I didn't like that I like this this is what I want to do and how that's then shaped him Mm. so I think that's the important thing once you start having sexually mature relationships and mature relationships and you start talking about these things right. then you kind of you open up that guy's because why else would they know about no, it no exactly I they think don't live it and they don't hear about it yeah and the best sex I've had is probably through people who have had strong women before and have been and in relationships heard, yes. and spoken with them and yeah. they've yeah they've taken something away from it yeah they've um, learned about let's them let's explain the Aziz and Zari thing really briefly because for someone who doesn't know I mean how could you not <laughs> I mean first of all you're living in this world but yeah basically he went to dinner with um, a fan yeah and uh he invited her over to his place and she felt really pressured for it to stay over and there was it was there was some kind of consensual act which rapidly turned into this we should we're gonna link it there's yeah, I think that's like, I mean, article about it. I'll link it in like the blog. But like, I I know we both talked after this like immediately mm, to each other because we were like so upset we to hear that about him. him. Like what? Like oh. But I think with him because it's really important to make this distinction because it was coming out around the time of the whole like Weinstein thing. Yeah, and this was not about assault. No. This was about inequality, and that's yeah. the really important distinction. I don't think he did anything legally. No, and it, inappropriate. It's hard for me to like listen to this story as also a strong woman who can say, if I was in that situation, I would have left. I would have left. Yeah. I would not have let it get that far. See, the thing is so funny because I did originally think that, but then I was like, God, I remember being like nineteen and having these like terrible experiences. Yeah, and not leaving. 
and but I didn't leave in like floods of tears and feel like I'd been violated I just left and thought like god that was dreadful what a horrible person yeah. and then I look back and think why didn't I just say like why was I so scared to tell that person yeah this is awful like please stop shoving your fingers down my throat like yeah. because I'm not enjoying this but you do you fake it and you pretend like oh yeah it's great because you, you're nervous and you're young and you're inexperienced and all you know is don't piss them off don't say I don't yeah. like that and it's don't, also like a power dynamic for sure it's like yeah. I think even you're alone with a guy if you're yeah. like a you know average size woman you can't take them yeah. you know if there was a prank yeah, yeah, yeah. on them yeah, but, exactly. but like even it's that sense that if I say something like oh it could upset them and then they're going to get pouty and yeah. like there's just there's that yeah there is a real inequality because we're told mendigos are very fragile and you mustn't you yeah. mustn't upset them in that way especially not sexually because yeah. that's a man's like source of his power is his right. fucking scrotum like <laughs> you can't say something that could offend them so yeah it's it's having that that maturity to have those relationships and those sexual experiences mm. that teach you like, no, no, you can pay attention if they say, I don't like that. Yeah, it's true. Or, I need this. So, I always love asking this question because um, it's fun. Everyone wants to hear. Mm-hmm. But how did you meet your boyfriend? <laughs> so, we have a mutual friend. Um, I was with said mutual friend. We were out drinking. Um, and he'd just been home for Christmas and he'd seen my boyfriend and um he was talking about him and I was like you don't have a friend called Jay what are you talking about like no no I'm your only friend shut up you don't have any other friends and he was like no no no, my friend we've been friends for ages you know him you know him and I was like I don't know this dude you've never mentioned this guy to me he's not real you're making him up stop it it's so embarrassing you know I'm the only person in your life um and he was like no 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 it's the the same the same so I like pulled him up on Facebook and I was like this guy fuck off you're not friends with him and then because I was drunk I was like nah I'm gonna add him and it's gonna freak him out so much because he's gonna know we've been talking about him added him we went we got messed up the next day I woke up and there was a message from him in my Facebook inbox saying hi S I feel like we've met before but it's real blurry uh, and I was like fuck oh. screenshotted it sent it to my friend was like Obviously. what did you let me do last night why why is this guy in my inbox what, what is happening uh, and then we just ended up, I just, I finally responded to him like a week later because I think I was like bored and hung over and I was like, I just want to chat. So I messaged him and then we basically didn't stop messaging for like a month solid. Without meeting? Without meeting. Wow. And then I went back to the Midlands uh, to get some research for a project we were doing at uni actually. Yeah. Um, and I met him very briefly and it was a really weird night actually it was really really lovely we got on really well and then just like really really suddenly he was like oh I've got to go okay and just like left and I thought he'd seen like an ex or like someone he owed money to like it was so (laughs) like are you involved in some weird drug deal like what is this did he later explain no and I've brought this up with him again and he was like I didn't think it was that weird and I was like it was so weird he just left immediately and I I couldn't work it out and I went off and found my friends and I continued my night out and then he messaged me the next day and I was like okay I'll give it I'll give it another chance because he seemed nice and it was a weird ending but I'll I'll push through like whatever no 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 literally we just met up for like an hour and a half we had Mm -hmm. a drink and then 
we started talking and it was fine again. So I was like, all right, well, I'll chalk it up to a blip, like whatever. And then we, I went back to me again, like two weeks later and we decided to meet up. We went for a drink and we ended up sitting in a pub for eight hours. Oh my God. We literally didn't stop talking. And then that was it. We've basically been together ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not. I was really drunk. That's how I met my boyfriend. I was so, I was how was so your, drunk. How was your single life before, I guess? I am a serial dater. Yeah. So I have pretty much gone from relationship to relationship. I'd finally hit, like, a dry patch just mm-hmm. before I met him. What was the gap between your last relationship and meeting Jay? It was about a year, but I had sort of dated people in that time, mm-hmm. but nothing that had turned serious. I'd had one final hurrah with a guy who I'd been friends with for ages. Um, and we finally kind of hooked up and I was like, this is it. Like, this is the dude I'm going to marry. Like, yes. Yeah. I used to call him Perfect J. I can't say his name. Anyway. <laughs> not a lot of J's in my history. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then he just, like, ghosted me really randomly classic um and he blamed blamed january blues this is my favorite anecdote about shitty man yeah he ghosted me i last saw him i went to new i spent a new year's eve party with him and then he literally didn't speak to me from the first of january to the end of january and he was like i'm so sorry january blues have really gotten me down i was like yeah that's the reason um and i've never spoken to him again since but we were like best friends so that that one stung yeah and then i was like i'm done this is this is shit like men are horrible so i was kind of not really do you do online dating you just met people through friends i did a little bit of tinder a little bit of tinder it's a dark miserable place so i got out quite quickly (laughs) I went on one date with a guy and he was Italian and um oh god I'm so British we met up and we were gonna go to an exhibition and it was like it was like the size of my bedroom like it was so small so we were done within five minutes and he was like okay so what should we do now he was like do you want to go get a coffee and I was like that's the worst thing you can say to a Brit on a first date. No, I don't want to go get a fucking what, coffee. What time was it? It was like midday. So I was like, okay, that's a normal thing. No, let's go get a beer. That's how we <laughs> date in the UK. So he said coffee and my heart sank. Cause I was like, oh, we could go get like alcohol to make this whole situation okay. a little less uncomfortable. And he agreed. So we went to go get a beer. But already I was like, this is not working for me. Um, <laughs> Too like, many cultural differences. We'll chuck it up to that. What the hell? Um, and then he kept talking about at home near the bitch. And I, and I was like laughing I was like sorry the what and he was like you know the bitch the bitch <laughs> I was like excuse me what uh, turns out he was trying to say beach but he had such was. a thick accent and I cracked up because he kept talking about the beautiful bitch and I just found it so funny and he did not have a sense of humour he did not have a sense of humour about it at all so I made up a lie that I needed to leave because the library was going to close and I needed to go do photocopies <laughs> I just he had no sense of humor so I was like this is not working for me mm. but no that's yeah. that's probably the worst tinder date I had that's not even that bad it honest. really wasn't I actually had quite a positive experience with people I met mm-hmm. I met one guy who was lovely but it didn't work out because we were sexually incompatible yeah that happens yeah do you do that situation do you work at it or no I gave him two shots really only two well the problem was that he um couldn't 
get it in and back out again without finishing, basically. Okay, that seems too is enough, yeah. Was a problem. Um, and he just was unwilling to talk about it. It was so uncomfortable. That's actually the most lovely way to say someone prematurely came. I did. <laughs> it was so sweet. I really liked him. He was a really uh, lovely guy. Yeah. But I was like... You're yeah. not willing to discuss it, and I feel like that's a really big thing for me to take on when we've known each other for like a month. Right. So I think we're just gonna let this peter out. Um, and then I met Jay, and that was that. That was that. Mm-hmm. So you're 27. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that 20s, late 20s thing of like, okay, what am I doing? Like, should I, like, I don't know, like, am I missing out on something? Like, should I be out there and single? Because, like, the way it's been for me personally ever since getting out of a long-term relationship is that either you you stay with the person you've been with for ages mm-hmm. and then you get super serious or you're just single and no one wants to settle down. Like, it's so hard. I mean, it's easy to date, mm. but, like, it's hard to find a boyfriend around this age because no one's looking to settle down. Everyone just wants to experience shit. I guess. I don't know. I think because I've had such a different experience, mm-hmm. I actually don't... I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what it's like to date at this age because right. I, I constantly feel kind of pressure. I feel like I'm not... Um, I'm not achieving what I should have by this age and I've not done enough and I did everything too late ironically because I spent so much time like doing all the exploring and whatever with like partners that I you know I was messing around with that in my teens um I don't know the pressures I feel are more kind of like career than relationship but I guess that's because I'm in a relationship right um I don't feel like that, like, fear of, like, okay, and I'm settled down, this is my person, like, it's it's more like a comfort. Yeah, I think I had a moment where, because we met when I was still at uni, and I sometimes thought, how different would my life be if I hadn't met this guy at that crucial point? Would I have left London would I have moved to another country like what would I be doing would I have been more outgoing would I have achieved more because I would have been more willing to be out every night as it is I'm so comfortable at home so sometimes I feel like that but ultimately he's great and he's never been a negative influence Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have made any decisions based on the relationship You know, I was still looking for jobs that were in other parts of Europe when I graduated because I just thought, if it happens, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm just aware that I've got, like, a good thing. Yeah, and I think knowing that is really important as well because, like, a lot of things you're saying you felt during uni, I felt the same Mm. because I met my ex-boyfriend basically three months into first year you know and I didn't get the opportunity to really get that close to a lot of my classmates and even I think the reason why we were so close is because we both had long-term boyfriends yeah 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 and we understood that we're like yeah we both rather go home and watch Netflix with our boyfriend yeah 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 and we didn't give each other shit for doing that yeah exactly Um, and we understood where we were coming from um but there's that guilt as well where you have you only uni once right yeah (laughs) but I think because I've never been the girl that will, you know, bail on their friends 20 times in a row no, because no. my boyfriend wants to go do that. Like, no, that's not me. And I think you're very similar in that sense that I really strive for life balance and that mm. includes friendships and relationships. So yeah. I will never let a, a relationship get too much in the way. Yeah, and Jay is great with our friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He can come we along. Him. Yeah, he's... he's 
he's beloved so that makes my life easier and that's an important thing that actually important. that's why the friends need to like your partner because it makes it much easier to balance but I do I think I make a real conscious effort to make sure I'm not spending all of my time at home doing the same thing with him every day yeah, because yeah. I know that if we break up I need to have a life outside of him because mm-hmm. otherwise I'll have nothing yeah so I've always been aware of that that's why having a career is really important to me because yeah. say we get married and we break up like well then what do I have like you have to have your own fully formed identity outside of this relationship it's about making the two kind of meet so I think that's why I don't feel too bad about missed opportunities because yeah. if there was I would have taken it anyway because yeah. I, I know I need to have that that's really important I would feel like I, I would say definitely the last relationship guarantee was a month um <laughs> that ended because of my job mm. um my career uh the next relationship pretty similar similarly where uh I was not going to move to where they were going to live and mm. they were not going to move to where I lived yeah um and I live in New York and I work in fashion so where the fuck am I gonna go else in America like LA no. oh god yeah no, it's only like uh, like people think you can work anywhere but you really yeah, like, can't yeah I'm gonna move to like York like right. no no London is the only place I can work exactly in so it's like I've I've personally had to make that decision a lot um, mm. and it sucks cause it sucks to always choose your career like I know I would love to go on a cross country road trip with you yeah, and I'd love yeah. to like move to your city and be with you I would love that I fucking yeah. would but I would hate myself for making that decision but I think this is the time to put the career first it is. because you yeah. have to lay that groundwork yeah because then you know in your 30s that's when you can go well I've worked really damn hard and I'm where I want to be and that also means that now I get to take a little bit of time and I get to relax a bit more and I get to slow down and I get to do that stuff so I I understand the issue is but when do you meet that person that will be there right for that period of your life but it, you just you've got to lay that groundwork otherwise yeah otherwise if you spend I don't know it's hard and like I guess in New York as well there's a lot of creative people and I absolutely Mm. hate dating someone in the creative field because a lot of it is judging yourself against their success yes yeah you always do it with peers yeah dating someone that gets really tricky exactly and if you do like a similar work where it's like oh well uh you know you do photography and you're looking at their fr- photographs and you're yeah. like, oh, well, that could have been better, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have looked that little bit better. You don't take criticism well from your sexual partner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know a little bit too much about what goes on yeah. under, you know, behind the scenes. Um, your boyfriend does not work in the creative industry. No, not even close. Yeah. No, he works. He is a government man. Mm-hmm. Which... Sue and Ty. I've never thought about it, because I feel like I was always going to end up with some, like, creative... I don't know, like, a musician or something. Right, something um, horrible. Yeah, basically. <laughs> then I realised they're all terrible men. Um, no blanket statements on this podcast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I've dated enough musicians, I'm allowed to say. Uh, not really. Some of you are lovely. Um, no, I think the fact that we are polar opposites but that he has a lot of respect Mm -hmm. for what I do and recognises it's incredibly stressful Mm -hmm. makes us work really well because he doesn't belittle what I do. He knows, he knows how difficult it is. He was there for uni. He saw it firsthand. Like, he gets it. But also he's distant enough to just be like, oh my God, you're amazing because you did something remotely creative. Right. Whereas if I was dating someone that's, yeah, someone that knows 
they maybe would be able to criticise it. Which oh, makes me sound like I have a massive ego, but that's not it. No, but it's You just want you want blind support from your partner. Yeah. Like I think that's fair. I don't I don't go over hipsters for the same reason mm. because it's like it's too close to home. Yeah. I don't wanna go home and defend my work work. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I just want just like, babe, that's incredible. I yeah. could never do that. Because I yeah. could never do what he does. Yeah. So I'm so impressed with what he does. And you're just intelligent in a different way you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. both of you have strengths to yeah, bring you, you know you something about skills. the world yeah so I think that's really good I always go for nerdy guys yeah I've noticed nerdy <laughs> guys preferably with glasses You're basically Harry Potter yeah sort of type god I need to like a write-in for like people I should date on the website just like <laughs> Please send me the links of your Suggestions. friends. <laughs> tips, tips and tricks. Yes. Um, bring it back politically. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, what is like a political deal breaker for you? I don't know if it's political, but I think the feminist thing now. Yeah. That if a guy is like, doesn't believe it's an issue and isn't okay to call himself feminist, mm-hmm. then I think... I am at an age where I you I think you get a little less forgiving yeah. in some uh, respects, and that's something I'm just not forgiving on now. And I think that would be a deal breaker mm. because then there are expectations of you. Um, like my ex, there was an expectation because we were like mid twenties when we were dating, and we were attending friends' weddings. So wedding chat wedding. came up. And um, he just always expected that I would change my name. And I was like, no, that's never... And I think that was a real deal breaker, actually. I think that was a reason, that was a catalyst that made me really start to question it. Because, like, fine, there's a difference between keeping your own name and expecting... Like, I would never expect him to change his name to mine. I would never ask that, but he asked that of me, and it was an expectation. And I was like, "But I'm not going to do that." So, like, I guess fine. The, the equivalent is we like just have different names. If he like expected you to like, you know, you or you expected him just like, okay, like I'm going to quit my job when we get married, yeah. unless you stay at home wife. Yeah, like that's the equivalent. It was I just, guess it was just mad. It was like, <laughs> no, but you have to change your name. Like, why? Because we would be married. Like, but where that's do, where do you stand on that issue? I know we talked about it before. I so I have I'm named matrilineal. Lee. Mm-hmm. I can't say the word. So I have my mother's surname. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, my parents are married. They're very, very happy. They've been married for like 40 plus years. Um, I, I don't want to be too judgmental because I know there are some women that choose to change their name and that's fine. But I personally, I would never do it. And I really, really, I fundamentally think there are problems with it because because of the history attached to it um I just I I could never I could never bring myself to do it and I find it so odd because you get married you're not you don't become a different person like why should your name I don't know any other person but I am SM that's me Mm -hmm. I'm not S anybody else so it would just be great I don't know who that person is they're not real I think it's really identifying and like for me I would never also give up my name I love my mm. name like yeah. it's, like, it's alliteration it yeah, like, yeah, sounds yeah. cool it's like it's also I, I don't know like I like you said it's like a, 
my identity. Yes, um, huge part of my identity. I would, never my ask, has been. I would never ask anyone else to give up the part of their identity. Yeah. So I think we just live two existing lives. But yeah. also, I yeah. kind of, you know, don't want kids. So, like, this whole, like, nuclear family having the same last name. Yeah. That's an interesting concept so as well. So I spoke to Jay about this um, and said, if we ever had children, I would really want them to have my surname because my mother did that for me and that was such a gift actually Mm -hmm. I am so grateful that she did that and I'm so proud to have that name because it is so rare Mm -hmm. so I said that that's a thing for me you know are you comfortable with that and he said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. The, and your mom's whatever. awesome. And there's such like a history yeah, she's behind. <laughs> <laughs> she's the definition of a strong woman. Yeah. <laughs> Difficult. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's like, it's more than the names. Yeah. It's... it's the fact that she really kind of broke the mold doing that. Mm-hmm. And that it set me up with this kind of like feminist backstory mm-hmm. before I even knew so I like. So I you were born a feminist. We said it wasn't possible, but you were a feminist. <laughs> like I said earlier about how I never called myself a feminist, but I had all these like feminist things. So I eventually just said, "Sod it!" Or yeah. I give me the title. That was one of them. Was I remember being like 13, 14 and having this discussion for some reason about women changing their name, and I said, "But I would never do that." And it was like, oh, God, you're a feminist, aren't you? And I was like, well, if that's what feminism is, like, fine, sign me up. Like, yeah. I don't see what the problem Why does that have to be a feminist act? I am a human being. I have a name. I would like to keep my name. I don't understand how that's a feminist act, but fine. If that's the label you want to give me, like, sod it. Call yeah. me that. Yeah. Like, that, that was one of those moments for me because no one else in my year at school were named after their mother not unless they had a single parent yeah and that was people couldn't understand it they just assumed my mum and dad were divorced I was yeah like, no, they're together they're happy yeah my dad has no ego he was happy for me to have my mum's surname like it's cool yeah it's chill and I think that's like a really important thing to, and I, there's like the hyphen argument we can talk about mm, as well but, but then you pass the problem on to the next generation you do. You because do. then what they're going to hyphenate and everyone's going to hyphenate and you're eventually going to have like a 10 barreled name like yeah. it's just no back in like, what was like 2050 by the time everyone has a hyphenated name yeah but yeah I think you I don't know we'll, we'll the listeners decide if they want but mm. any um, well, we're going low on battery because I didn't yeah, bring my charger approaching. but any final thoughts uh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you enjoy it? I How did. Yes, yeah. this is I settled in quite quickly actually. Yeah. This is fine. Yeah, it's fine. needed to pee for about 10 minutes, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she did give me a warning. I, I just did. paid no attention. <laughs> I'd be fine. Yeah. yeah, you'd be at this point like, ah, oh, maybe our third or fourth guest you're still okay yeah. i'm still fledgling yeah and we'll definitely i'm just saying but always try to do a follow-up episode yeah yeah we could do fun. it when you're back in new york we can do it via skype yeah cross yeah. atlantic <laughs> <laughs> um anyways thanks for listening guys uh check us up on our website uh not your girlfriends podcast.com we're on twitter at not your you are girlfriend gf i think important distinction <laughs> we'll link um yeah just leave reviews and subscribe and tell us how much you love and <laughs> oh fuck he outed me <laughs> don't worry we'll bleep that out we'll bleep that out um, we got so close we got i've done so well you i did very said well. so many names and you outed me in the final blend moment okay we'll fix it Ugh. all right thanks for listening bye, bye. <laughs>